Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's like you're looking through a telescope. You see where you're going to be. show up and I'm sure 
many people, uh, blog talk, radio hosts have uh, – matter of fact, I think someone did tell me one time they didn't have anybody, and so they made the mistake of just kind of doing a very short show, but people were listening uh, using that link. And, again, it doesn't show up, so they would never <laughs> Yeah. How are things with you tonight? Everything's good? Cold there, I'm sure? Everything is good. Uh, It's funny that you mentioned the cold. Right now it is, uh, the windshield is minus 11 degrees. (laughs) Minus 11 degrees? Minus 11 degrees here. Okay. Snowing? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, we're not expected. Uh, they won't close school, uh, but what they may do is, uh, like, have us go in later uh, just to give it a chance to warm up. They may do, like, a two-hour delay. Uh, we are expecting um, a minimum of a foot of snow uh, this Friday. It is. Super, super cold here, too. I don't think it's minus whatever, minus anything, whatever you just said, but it is super, super cold. Um, yeah, that's, that's the windshield. I think the, I think the air temperature is like 15 degrees. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I know um, hopefully we'll have many new listeners tonight because we have a first-time um guests on the show tonight and out of South Carolina and I know we've had uh, some some new people chime in that they were going to to listen in so we want to just thank everybody for tuning in tonight uh, we are excited to have um, our guest and we're going to get into telling you who our guest is and, and why we have her on but, but I am excited I'll tell you guys I read this book yesterday the bulk of it yesterday um Funny thing is, I, I I had had it for a few weeks, but I had somehow just misplaced it. I think it misplaced me, and I picked it up at the opportune time, at the right time. But nonetheless, I was sharing with with you, Rodney, um, how I just didn't even want to stop to just take a bathroom break or, or anything because it was just so good. It's so so just uh, it just captures you. It's so real and it's so. Um, relevant I guess to life just, just you see life happening before your before your eyes in words so um by far you know one of the one of the best books I've read in a, in a long time so um just thankful to have her on so we want to just tell you guys be sure if you have comments or questions select the number one and we'll pull you into queue uh please be prepared to answer your questions or make your your comments promptly and, and, and uh, thoroughly so that we can hopefully get everybody and hopefully you guys will chime in tonight, especially if you've read the book and you have uh, something to share or a question uh, for our for our guests or for Rodney or I tonight, just chime in. Again, that's 818-691-7406, and you do have to select the number one. For those of you who are listening uh, online through the chat Room, you can make your comments or questions there. Just type them there, and we'll, we'll we will get those on the air for you as well. But if you can call in and get your questions in or comment comments in yourself, if you're listening um, on Facebook or through the Facebook link or event page, uh, we will can be back and forth as much as possible. So if you want to make a comment 
or post something there on the event page or just post something and tag Rodney and I, we will we will get those questions in in as well. Um we air each Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 Eastern Standard Time for our new new listeners. If you want to register uh, as a follower of the show and keep up with us, we basically are about transformation through the process of self-awareness, holding yourself accountable, and not seeing yourself as a victim uh, due to life circumstances and situations, things that just come up. Life happens, and we just have to pick ourselves up and keep it moving. We want to remind you. Well, Rodney, won't you remind them tonight about our trash can baby? Uh, we would like to remind all of you of our of our friends. Uh, excuse me, trash can concept that we have here on the Butterfly Evolution Show. Um, what we'd like for you to do is uh, take a trash can, and we want you to move it from one location um, to to a different one. It it doesn't have to be. Uh, you know, anything drastic, but just take that trash can and move it from one location to another. And then we want you to see how many times you go back to its old location. And the the reason why we, 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 we do that here um, on the show is because uh, we want you to be aware of how often we find ourselves going back to things just because they're familiar to us or just because they're a habit, uh, just because they've become a, a part of our routine. But 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 do that and see how, how often or how many times you go back to that old location. Tammy, I think you said that you did that. I think last week you were sharing, uh, sharing that you did that and uh, you uh, put your, 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 your purse down. I think you moved the table or something and you put a, and you put your purse down and it just fell because you had moved the table. Correct, correct. I had uh, this table has been here. The table I moved had been here since I moved in the house, and so um, every now and then I'll have a moment, and those moments are coming more fre- frequently now. I don't know for why, but I feel the need to just kind of declutter. So I moved this table after all these years, and so I came in the house, and it was the table was just right at my door. So I was always able to just open the door and just sit my purse there, and so I did that without any thought process because my mind just remembers that there was a table there and then my purse went straight to the floor because there is no table there. <laughs> so, of course, I laugh because it does remind us of change and and uh, we do keep up with, our minds do keep up with things and, and allow that to just remind you that it does and ask yourself how many things in your life are you accepting, are you just doing out of habit? So that's what that is about. If you have kids, have the have them join in on it. Make a make a game out of it. Put something up on the refrigerator and just keep up with, you know, who goes back the most and of course the person who goes back the least is the is the winner, but then have some discussion about it in order to, pro- yeah. to promote it's, transformation it's, it's. and change in your health. So it is it's funny. It's a funny one. So um let's go ahead. And pull our guest in. Let me get back here. And I'm going to get her in. She is ready. Okay, we're going to pull in our our guest, um, Anita Martin. And she is an author, mother, worker, one of God, and just uh, 
loves what she's doing. And so we're going to bring her in. The name of the book is He Saw Me, Saved, Anointed, and Walks With Me, again, by Anika Martin. Um, Again, you guys, I read the book, and she's going to tell you tonight how you're able to purchase the book as well. But, again, it was just a phenomenal read um, and so applicable to life in every area. I mean, I was sharing with her yesterday that we may not all have the same story, but we all have a story. And it is um, a couple of things in here that I think all women will find themselves relating to in some way, shape, form, or fashion. If it's not you, then it's certainly someone you know or will know. So without further ado, uh, Anika, are you online with us? Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. Hello. How are you? Hey, Anika, how are you doing? Fine. How about yourself? Everything is great. great. I don't know if you've had a chance to, to connect with Rodney yet. He's on the show with me as well. Have you had a chance to connect with Rodney? No, but I did listen to the um, archived uh, show, and I heard that, you know, he's a bubbly type of guy. Doesn't let too many things (laughs) bother him. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was the last show, Rodney. That was the last show. Yeah, I did a little research. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, okay. I try to stay cool and calm. Amen. Well, we start. As we start and go through, tell tell our listeners who you are and just as much as you'd like for them to know. And we would from time to time throughout the show because we have people that are chiming in, um, some in now and some will come in a little bit later, and they will continue to come come on as we progress through the show. So just as much as you'd like, be sure to just kind of tell them how they're able to contact you, how they're able to purchase a book from you. But go ahead and tell our listeners who you are and as much as you'd like to about yourself and this book. Okay, well, my name is Anika Martin, and um, I like to be called Nika, actually, because Anika sounds so formal. Um, I'm currently in South <laughs> Carolina, but I but I come from Philadelphia, born and raised. Um, I currently work in the field of human resources. However, my goal is to work full-time ministry for the Lord. Um, that's my where my heart is. Um, and I believe that's where he's taking me. As a matter of fact, I know that's where he's taking me. And to kind of help other women along that are struggling, because as women we struggle so much, and we struggle in silence, and we don't have to. We don't have to struggle in silence. We don't have to be ashamed. Um, you know, and the key to it is our salvation. You know, I believe that Jesus plays the the main role in pulling us out of the dark. And women just need to know that it's okay. You know, we all make mistakes, but that's not the end. It's not where we stop. Um, And in my book, I try to touch on areas of my life where I struggle, things that people don't speak of, things that people carry in shame. And I want women to know that they don't have to be ashamed. It's okay. We, We fall down, but we get back up. And the secret to it is having a strong relationship with Christ. And I know that my life was not in vain. I know that I did not go through those things just to sit down. I know that the enemy had his time to exploit me, so now I have my time to glorify God. And the best way that I can glorify God is by giving my testimony to help other women come up out of the darkness that they're in. And, you know, basically that's my goal. Uh, My book can actually be 
um, purchased on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, DogEarPublishing.com. That is my publisher. If you want to get in touch with me via email, my uh, email address is writing, the number two, restore at gmail.com. And my Twitter name is at writing to restore. Okay, great. And we'll continue to give those out. Um, I wrote them down. I think the only one I missed was the publisher's um, contact information, but we'll be sure to get those out as we go through. I do have a question for you, um, and it just kind of came about from your introduction. Um, okay. When, when, when did you kind of sit down, or when, when was it a revelation to you or come clear that that your life needed to be in a book and then – was that freeing for you as well? Had you already got to a point that you feel you were, you had, you had kind of just set, let yourself go and, and accept it and moved on, or did the book free you up in addition to that? So two questions, I guess. When when did you decide? You know what? I'm going to write this book that women need to hear this because we do suffer in silence and go through things in silence. So when did you kind of know? And then was it freeing to you when you did sit down and write it? Oh, well, first, um, actually, the thought of writing the book was kind of something that was played with. Um, I thought about it, but I never never thought that I could do it. Um, and just thinking about putting myself out there and exposing myself and being raw, um, it was a little intimidating. However, uh, what helped to get me through that was, one, I was already out there, but I was out there the way the enemy wanted me to be out there. So it was my time to tell my story and tell it correctly. You know, we always have spectators. We always have people, um, unfortunately, that can be a little negative. However, I needed people to see the glory side. And even in knowing that, I still had a little intimidation. You know, but God is always faithful. You know, I would pray and ask God, what do you want me to do? And I wasn't sure how to do it, how to go about it. So I would pray and just ask him to send me someone. You know, my husband, Daryl, has always been a big cheerleader for me um, after we put God first in our life. However, he sent someone else to me to kind of pull my shirt tail, and that's my mentor. Her name is Prophetess Collins. And with those two, you know, encouraging me, and being around people that currently calls me on my stuff and pushes me because they see the greatness that God has in me goes a long way. And as far as writing the book, it was healing, and that's why my email is writing to restore. That had meaning for me. It was a healing process. I couldn't sit down and just write the book. I would get to a certain place, and it still felt really raw. So I would sit it down, and then I would pick it back up when I felt like I had worked through that, and then I would start writing again. It was really healing for myself, so I didn't really just write the book for other women. I wrote it for myself because it okay. gave me closure. Hmm. Where, that where, yeah, that makes sense. Where, where um, when you say God uh, God saved you, where were you uh, mentally uh, when, when when God saved you? Where, where were you? Uh, where were your thoughts? Where, where where was your mind? Where, 
in, in what state would you describe yourself uh, when God came in and saved you? Chaos. Everything was in chaos. It's almost like looking at your life play out like a movie. And it's something that you want to do to correct it, but you don't know how to correct it. You don't know who to go to to help you. Um, And when you have a lot of things going against you because you have burned bridges, you have um, walked away from family, you have turned your back on friends, that can be devastating in itself. So it took for God to pick me up. I, I couldn't pick myself up. It took God to pick me up because my life was in a state of chaos. I had no control. And I I didn't have any self-worth, so I had to find my self-worth in God, and he had to show me that. It was nothing that I can do on my own. He himself had to do that for me because my life was in chaos in every sense of the word. Okay. How were how those relationships, uh, those relationships now, you said that you burned, burned some bridges, um, you know, and, and things were happening with people. Um, at, uh-huh. at this at, at this point in your life, how how are those relationships now? Some of them are actually better than they ever were, and we have to understand that you know when we go through things and we are you know we mess up and we make mistakes. When God changes us and God forgives us, and then we forgive ourselves, we can no longer allow people to keep pulling us back into our sins. Because God doesn't call me by my sin. He calls me Anika. He doesn't call me sinner. He calls me daughter. So with that being said, as respectful as I am for any harm that I've done to anyone, I owned up as a woman and apologized. Now, whether they received it, that's not my part, you know. I did what I was called to do. Of course, you know, we have emotions. And we feel bad sometimes, you know, when people don't receive what we're trying to give. But at the same time, we can't let that be a weight because it pulls you back into the cycle. You have to get to a place where you know all is well with you and God. And if you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're walking and following Christ, and if people can't respect that or even see the God in you, all you can do is what you're supposed to do. And, I again, I must say that, majority of those relationships are better than they ever were, and then some of those relationships were never meant to carry on anyway. They were supposed to end. The season was over. It was done. I learned what I was supposed to learn, and I moved on. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what? I I really like that. Uh, I, do have, I do have one more question, and then I'm going to uh, turn okay, it back sure. over to Sammy. Uh, how did your husband accept uh, you writing – a book about uh, exposing uh, your business or, you know, your and his business? I actually went to my husband and I asked his permission because, you know, in all truth, if I'm exposing our marriage, that's a part of him. And my role as his wife and being submissive, I couldn't just do it without his permission. And he gave me his permission to go ahead and do it because it was healing. And it wasn't just healing for me, it was healing for him as well. And for us together, this is a triumph for God. This is God's glory. We always see how marriages crash and burn, 
But how many do we see make it to the other side because God is now in the head? He was actually very encouraging. He actually pushes me, and I have to tell him, calm down, you know, because he gets so excited, you know. (laughs) know, know, It's it's just amazing because, you know, when God steps in, he changes you from the inside out. So, you know, before where we couldn't talk, he is like my best friend, and now we actually understand what it means to become one. I'm in my proper place, so now he's allowed to be in his. So now we're decent and in order, so now God can work through us. So he feels no shame, you know, and I'm proud of him for allowing me to do it because for, you know, the things that are written in the book, I believe it took a lot of courage for my husband to say, you know, okay, you can go ahead and do that, you know. So I'm I'm grateful to my husband for allowing me to, you know, put ourselves out there because he believes that the greater goal is for somebody to learn from it or hopefully not even go through it or be thinking about doing it, look at the mess that you can make if you do and look at what you can lose. So he's been very, very supportive. Wow. Mika, this is Tammy. I, I certainly agree. As I was reading the book, I, I almost wanted to get to the end, and I, I know you and I kind of went back and forth on Facebook as I was reading, and I almost wanted to ask you, like, okay, tell me, is this going to happen before I got to the end? But I, I held on, but it makes <laughs> you want to go forward to just find out real quick and then go back and read because you want to know so badly. But to for a man um, to say, okay, do what you need to do, so that God will get the glory to me. That is the the battle is 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 won at that at that point because Amen. you are like you said you are you are allowing God to get the glory uh, from your story basically. So I, I commend your your husband in the in the in the most highest way for allowing you to do that and understanding the healing Amen. and and the glory that would come from that glory to God. So I have a question Amen. for you. Sure. In, in in the book, you talk about um, the things you went through. There were several things that happened to you at an early age, and, uh-huh. and um, this left you at, at, a, at a point in your life asking, what's wrong with me? And what would you say to those women? Because, as you say, we go through so many things in silence, and if we would just speak up, we would understand that we are more alike and have more of the same things going on in our lives than, than not. But what would you say to young girls, women who are living with things of the past that they have not talked about, exposed, and they blame themselves? They're saying, what's wrong with me? Why me? Did I cause this? How could I have stopped this? What would you say to those women? One thing I would definitely say is to find someone that you trust. Because that plays a big role. There's nothing worse than going through something and then going to someone and they don't believe you. Because that will cause you to further shut down and hold on to whatever it is that's going on with you. If there is no one out there that you can trust, there are professional people that can help you. Again, I am a firm believer in prayer. God will always give you what you need if you ask him. He will always provide, he will always give you what you need. And as far as women that are blaming themselves, the young girls that are blaming themselves, they need to understand everything is not your fault. Some things happen. It's the world that we live in. We live in a world of sin. And these things aren't 
a result of God. These are not things that God is just allowing to happen. Unfortunately, we have evil people in the world. And I would say to just find someone that you trust, find someone that you can confide in, someone that will believe you, someone that can get you out of the situation that you're in. And a lot of times, too, the things that we go through, I believe, are identity crisis, you know, and so when you add that on to going through a traumatic situation, maybe such as molestation or maybe drug addiction or things of that nature, you need to reach out to those individuals who can help you. There are so many people out there just looking to help women. I know it seems like it's bad, you know, but there are women out there and agencies out there that will help people, you know, going through different situations. You know, we have, I have a heart for women because, it's just so hard to just go through and suffer in in silence and and it's like being trapped inside your body and screaming and nobody can hear you. So I want them to have a voice. Don't be afraid. Don't let shame keep your mouth closed. Don't be embarrassed. I know it's hard, but people, you know, women sometimes go through the thing that it's just me. I'm the only one going through this. In all actuality, there are more women going through things than people would ever know. It's just it's heartbreaking, but there are people out there that you can talk to and and just have the strength just to say, help. You know, and I'm just very prayerful for these young women that feel that they can't speak up because of shame. And that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to keep you hidden in shame and in guilt and buried in all those negative emotions because as long as you're under that, you're going to keep going through the same vicious cycle. Then we pass it on to our daughters, and then we pass it on to the people that we are in relationships with. So the best thing they could do was find someone they trust, confide in, and seek the proper help that they need. And most of all, seek God. Nigga, this is Rodney coming back in. Um, I want to I want to ask this question because um, I'm a uh, a school teacher, and um, I don't know if there are any other school uh, teachers listening in. Um, I know we do have a retired uh, teacher who tunes in, but uh, we have we, we have kids all across this country that, that that walk into school buildings, and you know they are struggling with those things that you just mentioned. Um, you know, because they go through so many things at home. And what are some of those, what are some of the signs that we probably can pick up on right away? Like if something is wrong, let's say a, a kid has been uh, abused or, or molested or, you know, there there's uh, uh, drug issues going on at home or something. What are some of those uh, signs that you think that we can detect and, and get help for that kid right away. And who would you suggest that, you know, we may need to call on outside of the school building? Well, I know with the school system, there's um, certain protocol that you must follow um, prior to even calling DSS or anything like that, um, because I worked in several school systems and I work in one now. So I know it's a certain protocol that you must use. However, I mean, you know, there's a lot of times, because what you don't want to do is be off target and then involve a family 
and a whole bunch of uh, legalities going through DSS and, you know, child protective services and things of that nature. One of the signs that I I represented was uh, being promiscuous. Okay. Being just, just being a fresh little girl, you know, doing things that I didn't have any business doing. And then also you can also see from bouts of anger, mood swings for no apparent reason, being covered up, being hidden, you know, kind of withdrawing from the crowd, never wanting to be a part of the group. You know, people will kind of step back, kind of exclude themselves from groups and being involved in other activities because they feel as though if they're not involved, they can't be seen, almost like they can be invisible in the room. I withdrew. I wouldn't speak. I was very quiet, very introverted. Um, but when given the opportunity, if I saw a gentleman, because I felt like, okay, well, you know, if that's all I'm good for, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do, being misleading, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then children at these ages, too, especially teens, you know, we think we know so much, and we're very sneaky, and sometimes we fall under the radar. And it's amazing because, you know, people like teachers and uh, counselors are the ones that see it because at home there's usually something going on at the house, so they fall under the radar. So when the parents are involved in their own mess, kids slide under the radar. So then you have the the professional individuals like the counselors, the principals, the deans or whomever trying to assist these children in finding out what's going on. A lot of the times are very noticeable because especially if you see a sudden change in behavior from a child that used to be outgoing is now suddenly an introvert, which something has happened. And and just watching and monitoring behavior, I know that, I mean, because if you see a young lady, a little girl, you can even tell in the way they dress sometimes you know, and acting like they want the attention when in actuality they don't want the attention. That's not the mm-hmm. type of attention that they want, you know. And I would always like to say, too, that it is so important, especially for these young ladies, that dads are active in these girls' lives because that's where they get their validation from. If they are validated by their fathers and their fathers show them the proper love, they will not fall prey to the foolishness other young boys and other men may tell them to help engage their self-esteem because that's where they will look for it. You know, sometimes we, you know, unfortunately walk into situations just by our behavior. So I would say behavior would be a number one sign, whether it's very, you know, outgoing, very promiscuous, or if someone that's then outgoing and very involved, suddenly turns withdrawn and kind of an introvert. So I think those would be the signs. Um, dressing would be the sign. And then you have some children, if you talk to them, they will spill their guts. They're just looking for someone to ask them. If somebody asks them the right question, most of these children will start talking because they just need somebody that they trust to listen to them. So that's what I would I believe would would actually help. And this is I agree. I was going to tell you thanks for bringing that question up because I had not I had not uh, 
thought about it in that sense. And and this this book would be great for young girls because the last the last that I remember statistics show that about one in three girls are sexually or have been sexually molested. That's one mm-hmm. in three young women have been sexually molested. And that is so true. I, I, I have come across and encountered so many young women who were sexually abused at a very early age. I remember one young girl crying her heart out saying, I never got a chance to pick who was my first. Never. Mm. And and what's, what's really and she went she I mean she she has come through and she is she is on the other side of this, but that was heartbreaking and I had even never thought of it that way you know how society talks about you know being a virgin and keep saving yourself she said I never got that opportunity and the one thing I found that all of them had in common is every one of the men said to them if you tell and and, and in a lot of cases they would show them. The weapon. They would show them a gun. They would. This young girl talked about the gun being put on the dresser while he was molesting her, and he was. Mm. If you tell, I will kill your entire family. And so, who is going? What child is going to tell? And so, there were signs there. There were there were signs clearly there. Um, and sometimes, I, and I, I know you mentioned the protocol, you guys. And sometimes you have you protocols. Takes, takes time. I've been in that situation as well, and sometimes you just have to say, you know what, I'm gonna, ha- I'm, I'm gonna have to go with this. One. Do what's right. I'm gonna have to just go. You have to do right. exactly. You just have to do it and and let God handle the consequences. So I'm That's glad right. you brought that up, Rodney. So glad you brought that up. I want to talk about and and good for our young girls as well because in the book, what I noticed a lot is. You would you would come you would come far you you would kind of move into a separate place from time to time but when whenever you fell back it was because in my opinion and and I'm just from from what I got from it you went back to an environment to your Uh your familiar space your familiar people and in the book yes you talk about um, you went back to. Members of your family um, that were just as dysfunctional as you were, and you blended right in. Talk to our young people and our and women of all ages about environment and the company that we keep and how it affects our lives. Well, I believe with anything, even as an adult, you can't expect change and keep doing the same thing. You know, it's a little more difficult for someone that's young who doesn't have that control, so to speak, someone that's 14 or 15 years old and living under their, you know, a parent's roof and actually doesn't have that uh, ability to actually just up and leave. Um, I notice a lot of children like that, if you pay attention to them, if they're given the opportunity, they will start to pour themselves into other areas. What I've noticed, a lot of children, and it and it just strikes me as odd, a lot of children that have been in these types of situations, who have been molested, who have been in dysfunctional homes, these are very gifted children. If you pay attention to these children, they have a gift, whether it's a sport, whether it's a talent, whether it's writing, it's something that they use to escape. 
And I believe if you find that particular area with with that child uses to escape, and I'm not talking about the negative because we fall back sometimes, some use drugs, but there's something there that sparks their interest that helps them remove themselves from a bad situation. And I believe in encouraging children. As we get older as adults, especially as women, we need to stop thinking that a man is going to solve our problems because the only man that solved my problems' name is Jesus. There's not a man walking this earth that can solve my problem. And I believe that we need to be made whole prior to going out into the world because if we're not made whole, we're going to keep falling back into the same traps. And that's what I did. I fell back into what was familiar because although it was a mess, I knew that mess. I knew how to walk around in that mess. I knew how to sit down in that mess. I knew how to be quiet in that mess. And sometimes I got to a place where I knew how to thrive in that mess. So if we're not made whole, if we are, if we don't allow ourselves to uh, grieve through situations, if something, if we've had a bad experience, um, for instance, child molestation, I've experienced child molestation. Because I did not get healing, I went from relationship to relationship to relationship, and none of those relationships were any good for me. I was looking for something, and it was something that couldn't be found in a human being. I couldn't find it there. I was actually looking for someone to show me who I was, and it couldn't be found in a boy. It couldn't be found in girlfriends, and truth be told, it really couldn't be found in my parents. That was found in my relationship with God, and I believe that we have to catch our children when they're young, you know, and it's difficult because everybody's working and, you know, households are busy and, you know, we're going this place, we're going that place. A child may want to talk. I believe when a child wants to talk to you, it would be in your best interest to slow down and listen because that could be the opportunity when they're trying to tell you something that's going wrong and you could step in and stop that from happening, correct it, give them guidance, or you can miss the whole opportunity and end up with a mess like I had. So I'm, I hope that these young women get into programs. I see so many programs. There's so many things that are going on now, you know, getting young women into, uh, like, doing vision boards things like that, you know, letting them know that they're not, they don't have to be a product of their environment. I believe that they need to be encouraged. I believe that they need to actually be in church. I really believe that. I believe that they need to be involved with other activities that that are going to cultivate them and teach them outside of their environment. They need to know that there is more than just their front door. They need to be involved in things. And I believe as adults, we owe it to all children. If we see something that is not right, that we step in. We have to step in. I believe that we we owe it to the children. We can't complain that these children are out here doing crazy and foolish things, but we never get involved to help our children. So I believe at some point we are actually held accountable as well. How can we turn our head and we know what child is suffering? How can we do that and go to bed at night? How can you fluff your pillow and know a child is suffering and we haven't stepped in? So I believe that these children need to get involved in activities, 
Um, sometimes it's going to take, I mean, it used to be a time where the whole neighborhood raised a child. Now everybody's in their own house, everybody mind their own business. You can't say anything to anybody else's child. You can't do anything. But those that are suffering in silence, people see them. And I believe that people need to speak up and these children need to be pulled in. I believe if somebody would have pulled me in and I worked hard at staying hidden, it was a job. I, I intentionally tried to stay hidden. I worked hard. That's why so many people missed it until they couldn't miss it, you know. So I believe that we need to step in. It's our responsibility to step in and help these children in, in all areas, whether it's through school, after-school programs, camps, different things to get these children involved in something, sports, and actually sit down and talk to them and not talk at them and listen to them. I think listening to children will take us a long way. Mm-hmm. Well, once, once again, if you're joining us, uh, if, you, if you joined us late, uh, we are talking to Mrs. Anika uh, Martin, who is the author of the book, uh, He Saw Me. Um, if you are um, listening by phone and you have a question or a comment at any point during the show, uh, please press the number one, and that will put you in our queue, and then t- either Tammy or Myself will bring you in. If you would like to post comments in the chat room, uh, you do have to be a, a follower of the show, um, and that's uh, not hard to do at all. Um, everyone is anonymous on the Butterfly Evolution Show, unless you decide to reveal your identity or uh, want us to. Uh, we want everybody to feel safe uh, with their, their questions and their comments. Um, but we do encourage you to be a part of the show. Uh, let's. Uh, real quick before we continue this discussion, uh, Nika, will you do us a favor and sure. uh, give out your, your information again? Okay. Um, I can be reached via email at writing, W-R-I-T-I-N-G, the number two, restore, at gmail.com, and on Twitter at writing to restore. My book can be purchased on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and my publisher's site, which is DogEarPublishing.com. All righty. And I also have a Facebook too, is Anika Martin. How would you How would you describe How would you describe the the current state of women um, in the United States? Well, I I said, and internationally, how would you describe the the state of women today? I believe that for women, I I would like to believe that women are beginning to come together. I believe that one of the major things that we have a problem with um, in a lot of situations with women is our self-esteem. And that is based on because we are looking at social media, we're looking at television, we're looking at all these different outlets that's telling us who we're supposed to be, who we should look like, how we should dress, and it kind of takes away from our individuality. I believe that we are getting better as women. Uh, We are embracing our uniqueness. I think that we are getting to a place where we're actually living out loud and living on purpose. Um, As far as internationally, I would believe that different cultures 
uh, respond different ways. For example, I lived in Japan for three years, and the women in Japan, the Japanese women, were a lot more submissive to their husbands. So we would see these things, but, of course, you know, um, unfortunately, a lot of times black women are uh, labeled as strong, but not strong in a positive sense. We have been labeled a lot of times strong as in we don't know our place. So for me at that time when I was living in Japan and I looked at these Japanese women, I said, wow, who does that? I'm not walking behind no man, and I'm sure not came <laughs> to my <laughs> husband. And and I meant it. I really did. I, I truly meant it. I meant it. However, that was part of the reason why my life was screwed up, because I wasn't in order, you know, and I believe that once you embrace who you are and you're okay with who you are, you can go a lot further. You don't have to compete. You don't have to fight for the limelight. There's a lot of work here in the world. We don't have to fight over anything. There's a lot of work. If it's something out there you want to do, get out there and do it. You don't have to fight. You don't have to fight your sister. I believe that we are getting to a place where we're now uplifting each other, which is an awesome thing. The women that I, you know, am in contact with, you know, because you have to depict your circle on purpose, you must do that because if not, you set yourself up. You know, I'm a strong believer that you cannot, you don't need to be the the smartest person in the room. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to change rooms. I need to be able to grow, and I believe that all women need to be able to grow, but grow without putting the next sister down. If there's something that you can share, pull that sister up. Don't shame her and don't kick her down, and that's the problem. In the past, I was guilty of I had a big mouth, real big mouth, and I was nasty, and I didn't have a problem we're putting a woman down. I really didn't. But as an adult and going through different situations, that was the wrong thing. The first thing I should have been doing is pulling my sister up and walking with my sister. I shouldn't have been, you know, kicking her while she was down because I don't know what she went through. And I believe that the culture is changing, you know. Of course we have these things, and you got to remember that the media will show you certain things and, and give the appearance that things aren't getting better. But they are getting better because you got to remember they want to make money, so they want to show what makes money. And right now, you know, solidarity and lifting your sister up may not be the best thing for making money. But I believe as women both international and here in the United States, I believe that sisterhood is getting bigger. Women are promoting sisterhood, and they're not just talking it, they're actually walking it out and they're pulling their sisters with them. So I believe it has improved. Why do you think the media wants to continue to uh, – I know you said that, you know, obviously, um, you know, they want us to, to see and believe certain things. But, you know, why why is it such a push to show women in such a in such a negative light? Like you think about, um, like when I was growing up, uh, the women on TV that, that were in front of us were uh, Felicia Rashad, and then you know you had Unviv on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like you, you, you had a totally different line of women, um, and now it's like, you know, when you look at TV, they're the reality shows. Uh, 
um, you know, there, there are all of these, uh, I guess, negative videos or negative images of women being portrayed on TV. Um, why do you think, you know, that, that that the media and, you know, Hollywood, whoever, it is, it is like, like they can't let it go. They, they 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 have to show these images of women, particularly black women. And why do you think black women continue to accept these roles, knowing that they are uh, being presented in in a negative light, so to speak? Well, I, I have actually several answers for that. One of them <laughs> being one of them being money. Okay, I tell you. Money will cause a person to do foolishness. Okay, that's one. Then, too, we have sin that's running rampant in the world. I'm a firm believer in the Word of God. I know what the Word of God says, and it's true. These things are going to happen. Sin is in the world. And then if you have a lot of women, and then I don't care. I can look at a reality show on television, and, and which I don't because they bother me, but I can look at them. And the woman that's on there that is the most naked says she's the most strongest. You show me that woman, I can show you low self-esteem. I promise you I can show you low self-esteem. And the look that she's giving is because she can't even find herself. And the sad thing about it is instead of admitting it and receiving it and going to find herself and find it through Christ, she'll look at it, well, I'm making money. The people like it. But see, what people don't understand is when the TVs go off, the cameras go off, she still has to deal with self. And I believe that their exploitation, these executives and all these people running these TV shows, they are making money off of these people. They're making money off of their sad situations. These people think that they are actually doing great things in the world of media. They're just living for their five minutes. They just want to do, okay, I'm going to do what I can while I can, you know. Um, and basically, you know, like Martin said, he said, I'm going to ride this life to the wheels roll off, you know. So, And that's what they're doing. But <laughs> when it comes down to it, for every half-naked woman on here, I can t- show you self-esteem. Something has gone on in their life that has gotten them to this place where they see this as acceptable. Even so much to the point that, unfortunately, sometimes they bring their daughters into this foolishness and they think it's cute, and it's not really cute. But, see, you know, when we have a hardened heart, when we are listening to money, we listen to people talking in our ears, and the spirit world is real. You listen to these things talking to you, you are going to gravitate to whatever you're feeding yourself with. I feed myself with the word of God, so I'm drawn to godly people. If you feed yourself with foolishness, you're going to be drawn to foolish people. You know, it's just like anything. It's like if you eat, whatever you feed yourself, your body is going to show that. And that's what it is. And I believe that it all comes down to money on both sides of the table. And then for the person that's standing in the front of the camera that's actually being degraded and isn't even thinking that they're being degraded, they think, oh, I'm making my money, something else happened in their life. And then we always see it. Later on down the line, somebody came out of book, so-and-so has been molested. 
so-and-so was on drugs, so-and-so mama did this, so-and-so mama did that, so-and-so daddy did that. It always comes out. It trickles out every time. And then they get exploited, and then they're writing about this foolishness that they did in their own book. So, you know, it, it boils down to money and exploitation. Oh, wow. I have a question. This is Tammy. Um, emotions. In the book, you talk about getting control, how important it is to get your emotions under control. Talk to mm. us about that. <laughs> that's <laughs> hard. <laughs> that was hard, you know. Um, that was definitely a process, you know, Um you know, but when you're out of control and you don't have your emotions under check, you miss things. That's how you miss things. But when you slow down, and it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. You know, um, some of us are gifted in this and some of us are not. I was the not. I had to work on this. And um, honestly, I still, when it's something that I'm passionate about, I still have to work on it because I don't like injustice. So being controlling your emotions because emotions will get you in trouble. You know, emotions pass. Okay, so if you do something, a knee-jerk reaction, and you just, you know, go off or just snap out on somebody, okay, after the dust settles, now what? You know, learning how to tame my mouth was one of the biggest things because I tie my mouth to my emotions. Whatever I felt in my spirit, I would let it run right through my lips, wouldn't give it a second thought. Whatever I felt, I spoke. Um, My husband always tell me, you don't have a poker face. You don't have it. So I actually had to work at this. I had to try to find ways to not let things just get the best of me. You know, we can get angry, you know, and I think anger is one of the emotions that we actually display the most, um, except for our friend here on the line, you know. Um, <laughs> Rodney Jordan. That's always upbeat <laughs> and everything, you know. Um, but, you know, sometimes we get angry and, you know, and we see things a lot of times that aren't actually there and our emotions can lie to us. Our emotions don't always tell us the truth. You know, we could be feeling a thing, and we can let it bleed over into something else. So we have to be real mindful, even if you have to take yourself to a place where you just need to walk away or just keep your mouth shut, whatever you have to do until you can get yourself together because our emotions can lie. They get us in trouble. They set us up, and they can lead us down a dark path. The best thing that I would do, it was actually a time where I would actually put my hand literally over my mouth and just hold my mouth because that's all I knew to do. I would cry and tell my husband. And and it's amazing because I would actually cry and tell my husband, true story, I feel like a punk. I can't open my I feel like a punk. He was like, no, you're not a punk. Yes, I am. I can't say what I need to say. I, I feel like a punk. And I would cry because I didn't know what to say. So it finally got to a place where God just basically said, shut up and just sit down and just hold your tongue. And and he's still working on that with me, and it's okay, but I'm very aware of it. And, you know, and it 
it actually takes you to a place where you have to draw on wisdom. We have to be wise. We have to think about the things that we do before we actually do them. I think the best medicine for controlling your mouth and your emotions would be wisdom. And the only way to get wisdom is through God. So everything always leads right back to God. We have to have wisdom. Wisdom will get us out of situations. Wisdom will allow us to dress people properly. Wisdom will allow us to say the right thing. Wisdom will allow us to keep our mouth shut. So I believe that wisdom is definitely the key. Wonderful. Really, uh, I, I think as women, we we are really challenged in that area. Men, men too, in some ways. Oh, I think yes. that's why Rodney has it a little <laughs> bit more under control. But we as women, I mean, you got, I mean, just, and that's why I think we as women, we need to talk more and share more. I remember, and I've shared this on the on the radio before, taking uh, the Beth Moore Bible study, um, the um, healing for. Was it healing for them? Whatever it was. But I remember going for like 10 weeks and then hearing story, and it wasn't many women of color in this particular class. But I remember like after a week or two thinking, man, I didn't know y'all had, had these things. You know, you, and I, when I'm saying y'all, I was speaking of, of Caucasian women because, you know, we have we, we, we kind of grew up with this perception of um, the white picket fence, perfect husband and family and all of this. And it's just not so. All of us have have issues. All of us have families who who have issues. I would say to include us Amen. as well. But I remember sitting there thinking, "Man, my stuff is not so bad after all." You know, right, <laughs> right. I can get over this. But I think as women, if we would talk more and share more, and just know that, That's like right. I said to you, Nika, that I might not have all of these things, but I couldn't put this book down. I was like, man, I got to go to the restaurant again. And I wanted to finish the book. But because I can relate. I could. There was so much in it that I could relate to. And if it's yeah, not, not for me, then for someone else. And I'm not alone. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. which brings me to what is lacking. We're not going to give the book away, but, but you guys, all the the majority of things that I'm, I'm asking here and Rodney as well is coming, like, from this book, something, some part of this book. Talk about finding out or or how important it is to determine what is lacking. What are you lacking in your life? Hmm. What is lacking in life? I believe it's, it's, for me it was, I knew something was missing. You know, I, I felt like I would always compare myself, you know, had a nice house, you know, um, had the parents. But I would compare myself because I felt like I didn't have that joy. I watched other people that looked like they had joy. And the funny thing is, years later as an adult, they didn't have the joy either. So I was really comparing myself to some other woman that was actually dysfunctional, you know, which was the irony. But we compare ourselves. I believe that the only place that you can find what is missing from you and to become whole is in the word of God. God will tell you exactly who you are. He will tell you that you are made in the image of Christ. I will always go back to God because that's where I found my identity at. I didn't find it from my parents. I didn't find it from my husband. I didn't find it through my children. I found it through God. And then once you find your identity, 
you begin to find the things that were lacking in your life, like love and how to love properly, not loving where you begging someone to be with you, how to be confident, not confident in, you know, oh, I'm confident in my marriage, or being confident in being the person that God called you to be. I'm confident in knowing that I'm a child of the king. I'm a daughter of God. That's where my confidence comes from. And because I have that confidence there in Christ and through my salvation, it's spilled over in every other area of my life. So whatever is lacking, God is going to tell me, and whatever I need, he's going to give me. He can only give me. My husband cannot give me the things that are missing in my life. God can give me what I need in my life. God is the only one because when I go to my husband, I'm supposed to go to him as a whole woman, not a half a woman, you know, because if I'm a half a woman, I can't love. I don't believe a half of a person can love anybody completely. How can you love completely if you're not whole? So I believe whatever you're lacking, whether it's self-esteem, confidence, courage, Love, all those things, you find those in Christ. That's where you find them. And when you're around um, like-minded people, such as other Christians and other women of God, they will help you. Like I said, I have a mentor, and I love her, but I tell you, she do not play with me. If I'm doing something that I don't have to do and she knows that I know better, she will pull my shirt tail. You know, and I believe that is one of the greatest ways to love someone, that you don't allow me to continue to do wrong, but you love me enough to pull my shirt tail and say, yo, you need to get it together. What are you doing? You know, um, you need to have people around you that love you enough to correct you when you're wrong. Have friends that will not just jump on the bandwagon because of who you are. If you're doing wrong, be able to call you out, and then the friendship still be intact. And again, like I said, you found everything you find everything that you're lacking, you find those missing pieces in the word of God. There everything that you need to live life here from birth into eternity is found in the word of God. Whether you're arguing with your husband, whether somebody's bothering you, whether someone's lying on you, whether somebody's stealing from you, whether you're in an adulterous relationship, everything that you need can be found in the Word of God. And I believe in prayer. Prayer will also send people to you, you know, and I believe in being straight up direct with God. You don't need to to say all these pretty prayers. He understands just what you're saying. Say those things to him, and he will help you. And I believe that there are other things out there. You know, one of the things, the main thing that I lacked was self-esteem. All I thought I was was a fat girl. That's all I saw. I don't care what anyone else saw. When I looked in the mirror, I saw a fat girl that couldn't get no boyfriend. All the other girls were pretty. I didn't have anything going for me. And that's what I was missing. I found my self-esteem in God. I didn't find my self-esteem until I became a woman. And I don't mean a woman at 21. I'm talking about a one woman. We're talking about in 30s. That's where I found my self-esteem in God and my relationship with God. And, that, and even during that time, I was still going through battles. So, you know, I believe that you must. I know that you must find 
who you are. See who God tells you you are. Stop listening to what the devil tells you. You hear that all your life. See who God says you are. And it's a totally different mm. description. Totally mm. different. Day and night. Day and night. We have a few comments uh, coming from, and remember for our phone listeners, do, if you have a question or comment, go ahead and select the number one. We're going to work to bring it to a close here shortly. So if you want to get in, go ahead and select the number one as we read through the chat line. Um, but we have a couple of comments from our retired school teacher, or, uh, Ms. Dr. Gladys Landing um, is in the chat room again tonight, and she has a couple of things to say. She says, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, first of all. But there is a kind of pervasiveness in our culture that has been disguised as feminism. Girls think I can do whatever I want. So because I don't esteem myself a lie from the enemy, I can use my body any way I like it. Our body does not belong to us. It is the temple. The other one is greed. In the name of money, we do many foolish things like Mika said. And she says, sorry, I'm on a roll tonight. Um, so great comments, <laughs> and, and thank you for that. You know, she, in, in her comment, she made me think of uh, this This past weekend, they, Bridges USA, which is a phenomenal organization here. I wish they had them all around the world. But Bridges USA here had an, an event where the youth was able to take five minutes and pitch an idea that would change the world. And, wow. And, and it was probably, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 students who had come up with these ideas, and five, five of them got to pitch the idea within, you know, had five minutes to pitch it. And one young man stood up and said, you as adults make us think that we can do anything. Like we could do whatever. We, and he didn't say, he wasn't talking about in the positive sense. Like we can go out in there act just as crazy as we want, do whatever we want, and, it's, and it is acceptable. And so that's what we go and do. And what they're saying to me is they look for discipline. I think children act out more when they are not disciplined because I think that it is natural for them to 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 want that mother, to to think that mother or father is going to chastise them. And so when we don't, I believe they look at that as, well, you don't love me. You let me do what I want. You let me wear what I want, say what I want. And it, it's, a, it's, it's a twist. And, and certainly um, I think the enemy just has it all wrapped up when it comes to our parenting, even the way that we we operate within the school system and all those things. So, I think those That's are right. great, great comments. Great comments. That's right, and being um, friends with our children as well. Oh yes, Just for being sure. Friends. <laughs> for sure. Being for sure. For sure. So, I have. I want to, and I just have one more question for you, and it's kind of it's odd sure. because actually this is kind of how your book started in the beginning, where you talk about. Um, how 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 we struggle as women, people, you know, in general, but women, we we have so many other struggles because of our emotional states and how we are, how we operate, and we go through these things, and we at some point come to a point where we said, what does it all mean? That really struck me, and that's at the beginning of your book because I think so many times we as women find find ourselves asking. 
that question. What does all this mean? Because it seems like you can go from one extreme to the next. Um, I call my life the, the just a, a life of heels where, you know, traveling down is, is, uh, is basically preparing to go up the next hill. And, and you continue to go and you, you go and you go. But what would you say to women who, are, who find themselves frequently asking that question, what does it all mean? You know, and, and you got to think, too, with that question, is a reason why they're asking that question. Because God predestined us for a purpose in the beginning. So the urge to even ask that question was placed in us by God. And he wants us to seek what it all means. It was put there on purpose. We all have purpose. We are all meant to do something great for God, from ministering, working from the counter in McDonald's to going to the nations to preach the word of God. You can preach the word of God anywhere, and that is what it all means, to preach the word, to live life here the way God instructs us to live it to love people, to help people. I believe if we all live the way God told us to live, using the instructions that he gave us in the word of God, we would find what it all means. That's where all the answers are. And the fact that they're even asking that question further lets you know that it was already placed in you. You have a journey. Everybody has a journey. And it's up to you to seek God to find your place. You have to find what your purpose is. When you find your purpose in God, you will walk upright. You really will. When you find what it is you're meant to do, you will do it in exhaustion, but you'll be happy to do it. You will fall asleep doing it. And I believe what it all means is that we have a job to do here. We have a job to do here. And it's not just to actually go to work and, and do a nine-to-five, is not to watch TV, is not, you know, to be out here acting wild in the clubs. God didn't say we couldn't enjoy ourselves, but he told us to be decent at the same time. And the fact that they're even asking that question further lets me know that God is real, further lets me know that he put that in my spirit and in all people's spirit, not even just women, all people's spirit. For a reason. He wants you to seek it out. He's there. He's the purpose. He's the what it all means. That's who it is. It's him. That's the answer. Mm. Wonderful. Rodney, I think you had another question. And yeah, I did. I'm, uh, I'm going to read these last two things that uh, Dr. Coretta had put in the, uh, the chat room a little while ago, and then I'll ask my question. Um and she had said, girls who do not have a healthy uh, self-esteem think outer beauty is what is most important. That's why mm-hmm. when they open their mouth, they are in trouble. For mm-hmm. out, of the abundance, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. If the heart is empty, voila. Any thoughts there, uh-huh. any thoughts there Nika, before, before we move on? That was real talk. That is true, and it shows. I mean, and that's how you know, just like when we talked earlier, that that promiscuity, dressing strange, you know, because they're searching. 
you know, and if you're comparing yourself, that's one of the worst things you can do. If you're empty inside, if you're hollow, there's nothing there. And I don't mean that you're void of, you know, the ability to love, but if you don't know how, if you don't have a relationship, if you don't know who you are, that will always ring true. Even with women today, you can see the most beautiful woman in this girl's bad shoes, mm. hair laid, everything. She's bad. And she opens her mouth and you say, dear God. And you look at her <laughs> and you're like, wow, what has she been through? You know? Yeah. And, and it's a shame because it will show. You can't hide it. It's going to show what's in you is going to come out of you. Mm. Point blank. Whatever is in you is going to come out. If God is in you, God is going to come out. If the devil is in you, the devil is going to come out. Whatever is in you is going to come out. You can't hide it. It's going to show itself. It's going to show itself. That is that is very true, and I believe that there is a scripture <laughs> that goes right along with that. I want to say it's in Amen. Matthew. Um, All right. <laughs> uh, here's, here's, here's my final question. Um why do you think women are still struggling and fighting for equality in the workplace, and what can women do when they find themselves in these uncompromising positions? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's interesting because, you know, I've experienced that. Uh, I believe that, well, first of all, if you dealing with, you know, we compete on so many levels. Women, we compete with each other. We compete with men. We compete with everything. You know, and again, I believe the the basis of that is low self-esteem. However, when it comes to equality in the workplace, I believe if you can do the job, I don't care what sex you are, you should get paid for doing that job. You know, for example, okay, I could work with a gentleman, you know, he come in straight, you know, out of high school, come in, compete with me for a job. I have two degrees, okay? Why should this gentleman get paid more than me? And I am I have the education plus the background. And unfortunately, we fight this thing because it's point blank in some areas is still just a, a, a sexist world. Um, in some areas is the good old boys club. It really is, and we have to fight that much harder. So where that man has that master's, women, we need to have the doctorate just to compete on the same level, you know, and it's really unfortunate. However, there are still places, too, that respect the education, the experience, regardless of what the sex is. So I don't worry about those things, and I'm going to tell you why I don't worry about those things, because my promotion comes from God. So can't no man here tell me where I need to be. So it doesn't even matter. I'm not going to compete with no man because I can walk off the street and God can send me to Egypt to preach to a king and minister to a king. And the apostle that went through school could be sitting at the house. It's up to God. My promotion comes from God. So I don't worry about competing in the workplace. You know, it still exists. However, again, it all leads back to God. That relationship you have with God, if you are obedient and you do what he says, he will promote you and won't be nothing nobody can do to stop it. You know, and I mean, that's just the reality. 
You know, man is nothing but flesh, but God can do what he want to do. So I, those things I don't worry about because if it's mine, <laughs> can't no devil in hell stop me from getting it, you know. And I think that if we get to a place in reading the word of God and knowing again who we are in Christ, a lot of these problems that we having with man versus women, women versus women, and women versus the world and would dissipate. Wow, mm-hmm. that that is <laughs> that is good stuff. And uh, and uh, Doctor Corretter did uh, just post in the uh, the chat room, uh, Luke uh, the sixth chapter, the the forty fifth verse. And and I'm gonna uh, read that real quick, and then turn it back over to Tammy. And it says, "A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good." And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Uh, so I think it goes back to what you were just saying, uh, Anika, uh, right before I asked you that question. Um, so back to you, Tammy. Well, I just say want to say wonderful show. Again, we have been talking to Nika Anika. So it's by Nika Martin, and she is the author of He Saw Me, Saved, Anointed, and Walks With with Me. And before we um, end the show, Nika, is there anything you want to get out? We do want you to just give it out one more time. I know it may seem redundant, but, again, people just continuously sign in and sign out or may not have gotten it uh, previously. So remember to tell them how they can contact you, how they can purchase the book, Um Share with them what you're doing in your area, what you got going on, anything that you want to to kind of get out at this time before we start to end the show. Sure. One of the first things that I would love to say, if there's anybody listening or, you know, in your chat room who is not saved, please seek God and get your salvation. And don't be tossed to and fro anymore. That is the most important thing and the best thing you can ever do in your life. Um, The next thing, I want to thank you both, Tammy and Rodney, for having me on and and for the opportunity to discuss my book. Um, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the time. And I hope to be on again soon with my second book. And um, you can purchase my book at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, DogEarPublishing.com, which is my publisher. I can be reached on Facebook at Anika Martin. You spell my name A-N-I-K-A, and my last name is Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. My email address is writing to restore, which is the number two, at gmail.com, and on Twitter at writing to restore. Okay, wonderful. Anything you have going on in your area, any any events coming up, anywhere you're going to be doing any book signings or anything like that? Well, I had a book signing actually um, earlier last year. However, I'm currently working on my second book, so I'm kind of caught up in that, trying to get that moving along because, I, like I said, I like to talk and I have a whole lot more to say. Um, so I'm anxious about that and excited about that. Um, actually looking to have speaking engagements here soon. And, of course, uh, once I have that, Tammy, I will surely get in touch with you and let you know that. Um, and that is all for right now. And I'm also, you know, open for speaking engagements, you know, and now can be contacted 
uh, with the information they have already given out at any time. You know, we did not say um, that you recently were featured in Change Gospel Magazine and Belief Magazine. And those, now I did, I was able to go on the Change Gospel Magazine. I did not go on to Belief Magazine, but is that an online magazine? Belief Magazine? Uh-huh. Yes, okay. It is. Okay. With so that change. Mm-hmm. Okay. So change gospel magazine and belief magazine. If you guys want to look those up and read the article um, that they had about Nika's book and and what she's doing, so it was a great read. But you are welcome anytime on the Butterfly Evolution Show. Um, whatever Thank you have you going so on, much. especially when you write that second book, let us know because we will bring you back on and 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 get the people. Uh, ready to purchase and you guys please if you have not please go purchase the book please go to amazon um, barnes and noble or contact nika directly and if you're unable to reach her feel free to send rodney a message and certainly you can send me one as well and we will we'll reach out to her and, and get you connected so if there's somebody listening who wants to interview her um, please contact her and get her on your show as well but um, just a just a, a great read and so timely for me to read it. So I'm I'm thankful for that. But we want to thank you for for being on tonight. And uh, we're as we said, we're here every Monday night. We are going to, I believe, Rodney. Maybe we will have two shows next week. Uh, we do have someone <laughs> that's going to be on next week. But uh, and we had not scheduled for Monday. But I I, I think and Rodney, I hadn't talked to you about this. But I think. Uh, we may just come back and do a, a real quick one on some current affairs because we did not get to talk about some things tonight. So we're just, just play it by ear, just stay connected, and we will let you know. We definitely will be on um, at least one night next week uh, with a with a very special guest as well. So, but just stay connected, and that's why we said if you are not a follower, and you can register or follow register as a follower of the show through your Facebook account. Or you can create a username and password, and that kind of keeps it separate if you don't want to to know, you know, I guess if you don't want to share your comments under your name, then you certainly can just create a user ID um, and a password, and then you're able to sign on and listen to the show from anywhere, live, from your phone, uh, from your computer, and, and just listen anytime. All of the shows are archived. So we're going to give out, I want to give out just a few announcements um, for those of you who are in the Memphis area, we are still working on the discovering, uh, discovering Your Character workshop for, for high school juniors and seniors here, and that is going to be in March. I know for sure I will next week have the date uh, sign-up uh, forms or the site that you can go to sign up, and again, it's for high school juniors and seniors, free to them. The uh, cost is going to be sponsored by businesses. Here in Memphis, and if you're if you're listening out there and you want to sponsor a child, you certainly can contact me as well. But we're going to to um, help kids uh, operate from character. I, I feel we've gotten so far away from teaching morals and values and and just respect, respect. Mm. So that's what this is going. This is, event is going to be about. The high school kids will be able to take an assessment that helps them them understand who they are, and it's, it's biblically based, and so we are going to take it from there. Um, and if you are anywhere and you want us to come in your area and, and sponsor one of these, we will do that as well. But we have to start 
with our kids. We have to do better. We have to expect more of them from them, but we also have to live what we preach. We have to live what we expect, allow them to see it in us. So that is uh, one of the main things. We do have uh, Black History events coming the last Saturday of February as well. Uh, I will have more information on that next week as well. We were not able to meet last week, so I'll have uh, more information on that as well. And I believe it's called A Day of Storytelling, and it's going to be mostly young people this year um, speaking about what we can do, what we should do better, what we're not doing, how we can come together in a better and more productive way. So lots of things going on, and I know Rodney has had a full schedule as well. So, Nika, I know it's late there, so if you if you, if you you want to hang on, you're certainly welcome to. If, if you don't, um, that's fine as well, but I, we usually just kind of give out our, our our update everybody on what's going on. So Rodney, I know, has some things going on and has did some things last week that he will share, and then we'll just close it out. And remember to stay connected next week because we may have a show Monday and Thursday, but we'll keep you connected. All right. So, Rodney, I'm going to turn it back uh, over to you. Uh, just like Tammy said, I mean, th- th- this show was, was was phenomenal, and so we we want to thank Nika for for tuning in. And uh, uh, before I even say anything, um, Nika, I know you have some uh, some supporters uh, who are listening into the show. So, uh, would you like to shout out those people who you know are uh, uh, are listening in uh, b- b- before we get off the air? Okay. You asking me to shout them out? But my yes, husband well, and Darryl, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were like in the chat room. Um, my husband Daryl, my mentor Prophet Collins, my sweetheart Shamir, my sweetheart Gina. Um, I invited so many people. Um, who else do I know that is actually on? Kim. Hi, Kimmy. Um, who else? I invited so many people. And we have um, quite a few my friend Vegas. Well, yes, my friend Vegas. She knows who she is. The individuals <laughs> that my husband invited from his job, I appreciate the support. And everyone that I invited, if anyone I missed, um, Shelly. Um, I'm not sure if Paul is on, but if Paul is out there, um, the sons and daughters of Issachar to cover us all. Um, that's the ministry that we're in. And everyone else who just called in and just listened, and I thank them for the support. Okay. Hey, when, is your, when do you think your your second book will be out? Do you have an, a target date? Before the summer. That's, Before that's the summer. my goal. Okay. Before the okay. summer. Okay. Okay, yes. great. Don't forget us now. Let's 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 get you oh, back on. Oh, of course not. How could I? I appreciate. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, last last Friday, I did have the opportunity to uh, uh, do a workshop. Uh, it was the first time I presented this particular workshop. Um, this was at uh, the National Youth Summit at uh, at Howard Uni- University uh, here in uh, Washington D.C. And um, the title of the workshop is uh, black or blue, the, the the color is real. And I was first just, like, uh, amazed at how many 
uh, young people attended uh, this conference um, altogether. There were high school students. There were there were college students there, and just the number of young people uh, who attended this conference, and and so many of them, uh, you could tell that they were taking things away, um, and 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 were planning to apply them to their lives. So uh, we definitely have to have to continue to pour into our young people and. Um, while I was there, I did I did meet a um, a gentleman. Uh, his name is um, his name is Robert Moore. Uh, he's a former uh, U.S. Marshal, and he was the uh, chief of police at one time in Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, Springfield, Illinois. He's a retired uh, guy now, but um, I sat in on his workshop, and he had some really really good things to offer. His was uh, the ten rules for uh, dealing with police, um, and wow. so uh, if you guys get a chance, uh, anyone who is who, who is listening in on this call tonight, uh, visit uh, Uh it, It's a very um, uh, they have a very powerful video uh, that I believe was made right here in uh, in, in Maryland, um, but just some some really good information. Um, that you need to see, or if you know young black men, uh, you definitely need to to, to yes. have them sit yes. down and, and watch this video. Um, yes. But we we're, we're hoping that uh, you know within the next couple of months or so we can have him on to to just share his his insight because um, him and I had a a, a great conversation. Um, the next event that I will be a part of will be. Um, January the 30th, Tamaria and I are uh, speaking at a church. We will be speaking at a church, uh, a youth service in Norfolk, Virginia. We're just waiting for all of the details. I did see that Nika uh, lived in, in Norfolk at some point. Nika, that's my that's my old stomping ground. That's, that's where I grew up. I grew Empty up in Rose. Norfolk, born and raised. <laughs> all I right, in, I, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's Rocky, what, can that, I that's, say one more thing before we get off? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are two other individuals that I must mention, and I hope they're still on my two two of my children, Chantel and Jamal, my babies. Those are my adult children, 20 and 22. So if I hope they're still listening, and I hope they are getting on. They said they were getting on, but I can't forget my babies. <laughs> no, please don't forget the babies. <laughs> no, not my babies. And my other babies sleep to Nia, but... Her as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, as we end this show, um, before I play the music, here's I'm sorry. what I want everyone. Okay. Hello? I hear you. Here, here's what here's what I want everyone to think about. Today was Martin Luther King. Uh, th- today is the day that we observe Martin Luther King Day, and today. You look on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, there are, you know, all of these quotes uh, from Dr. King, especially from his from his I Have a Dreams speech. And I think all of that is wonderful. I think it's nice. And I think that Dr. King, along with many other people, should be honored. However, I don't think that they should be honored just one day out of the year. I, I feel like if we would honor people like Dr. King every day and we would hold 
those things that he said and that he fought for, if we would hold on to those things and if we would abide by those things on a daily basis, crime would go down and intelligence would increase. We would get away from health, from, from, from hatred, and we'd find love. We'd get away from sorrow, and we'd find happiness. We would get away from crying and find laughter. But until we can show brotherly love 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we're going to continue to see the things that we see in Chicago. We're going to continue to see our black men in prison. We're going to continue to see our black men walking down the street with their pants hanging down. Oh. Martin Luther King oh. had the dream, but it is our job to have the reality. Amen. As Timmy stated, we will see you guys next week, either for one show or two shows, but uh, stay connected with us, and we'll definitely let you know. Thank you to Anika and to all who tuned in tonight to support Anika. We thank you so very much, and we hope that you'll join us again. Until next time, have a blessed week and a good night, everybody. Thank you. You too.
It is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.